Apologies in advance for the echoey audio. We're in a new place. Podcast back. All right. Yeah, I'm back. I know. I've been away a long time. Let me take a sip of my coffee. It's been a while. Here comes the Britney cover you didn't ask for. But baby, are you getting it? Uh, what does Britney say? <laughs> it's break the ice. Oh, here we go. Lyrics. Oh, someone please send help. It's been a while. I know I shouldn't have kept you waiting, but I'm here now. I know it's been a while, but I'm glad you came. And I've been thinking about how you... S- oh, wait. I think that's the part where she sings. <laughs> giving you everything i like i said as i quoted britney spears it's been a while i don't really have any excuses but that's kind of what this episode's about making excuses and not doing things i wanted to talk about procrastination everybody's best frenemy That's right. I was thinking about procrastination for a lot of reasons. Obviously, the first being that um, I sort of disappeared from this podcast for like a whole month, maybe more than that. I don't know. We'll We'll have to check the stats on that. But isn't time just a construct now? The podcast is back. There's not really anything you need to know about me, but I'm sharing. The thing that I'm sharing is that I'm a part of this club. This club is all about public speaking. Wink, wink. If you know what I mean, unless you're too cool. The winking made it all worse. But anyway, each week we sign up to give speeches and one of the members of my club gave this speech about procrastination. She started out like really upbeat and like really positive. And she was giving examples of like three things that she does every time she's ready to procrastinate. They were like, you know, run of the mill examples like going for a run or what was the other one? Doing laundry? I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, geez. But anyway, the speech took a real turn at the end she talked about how she procrastinated in introducing her baby to her great-grandmother and her great-grandmother passed away during the pandemic I'm like already on the verge of tears thinking about it I just love to cry just love to cry but not let it out I was like on the verge of tears during that club meeting but it got me thinking about procrastination I think that you know I'll speak for myself but I suspect that many of you out there like me have this perception of themselves that oh I'm like so on top of it because I'm like super productive when it comes to work I'm very efficient I get all these things done I am checking things off my to-do list but that's really only true for me at work I am am a workaholic This feels like a title we should retire. Something I'm working on. I have a tendency to prioritize work productivity over personal things, like your personal care. That's like not even like self-care, you know, like self-care is like, this is what you do to charge your battery. I'm not, I'm not even doing this step before that, which is just, you need to do this to function, to like get your life together. 
example. Let me tell you about a little example. I've been away from my home for a little over a year. Thank you to the Panini. But I recently returned to my humble abode and it is my living situation is in shambles. It's just like books and knickknacks and blah, not even gadgets. Just like it's books and paper. I'm like... I feel like confession coming on. I did not want it to come to this, but I need to tell you I'm a bit of a paper hoarder. I'm like totally that person where like you get a piece of paper in the mail. You get a bill or like, I don't know, something more exciting. You get a piece of junk mail. That's what you call more exciting. And then you notice that the junk mail was printed on printer paper. And guess what? The backside is blank. And you know what my mind thinks? It's just like... (gasps) This is an opportunity. Like, think of all the things that you could write on this piece of paper. If you just have, like, a fleeting thought or if you have a very, like, important to-do list. It's like, girl, no, it's not happening that way. And in the end, I just end up, like, with a stack of paper. Because, like, the dumbest part, I'm, like, literally getting irate. (laughs) I'm looking at my desk. My desk has, like, these shelves. This is probably getting boring. Point is, is that I have a stack of this so-called useful scrap paper. And I... I can count times where I've reached for this folder with the scrap paper and said like, oh, great. Like, I'll use a piece of scrap paper. And I pull it out and I'm like, but it's like this pristine piece of binder paper from 20 years ago. The blue lines are fading. And like, what if I have like a lot of ideas? Like I have a day with a lot of ideas. She's a dreamer. I'm going to need this piece of paper one day. And then I put it back. I'm living literally in a pile of dust. (laughs) That wasn't my point, but in that vein, on my desk, there's a lot of this miscellany, as Marie Kondo would call it. And lo and behold, one of the things that I found is a medical test. (laughs) A medical test dated February 2020. Yeah, I just found it sitting on my desk, a paper bag. It came in slowly disintegrating, like all of the supplies and instructions are fully intact. And I did not do it before I left this house. And I don't know that I'm going to do it now, but it's things like that. I feel like I get it. Life is busy. Life moves pretty fast. (laughs) Mm. Don Cashane, but we didn't need that. And... You know, especially things that we're like subconsciously avoiding just kind of fall through the cracks. And today, I guess I'll actually be talking broadly about procrastination and ways to turn that around. Before I start, I should just come out in the open about my history with procrastination. If you're familiar with The Amanda Show. Ah, Amanda, 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 Amanda. There was a skit about the procrastinator and that the procrastinator is the superhero and she procrastinates. She'd be sitting in mission control and her mom would come in and be like, procrastinate. 
procrastinator, procrastinator. Like the world is on fire. And she'd stand up in a power stance, fist up in the air and be like, I'm on my way. But first I must play this video game. And that's like literally me with like anything I'm supposed to do. I think like deep down inside, I just don't like being told what to do. But like I have a track record. I could actually be classified as like the ultimate procrastinator. But I think that this is like a little bit of this lives in everyone. Whoa, don't project me into this. I remember in fourth grade, we had an essay and I was like, I don't know if this essay is for me. I've probably told this story before, but I was walking home with my little friend and she was like, oh my God, yeah, that's due soon. Like, how far along are you? And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's just like, that's not working for me. And here we have the nine-year-old diva. And she was shocked. That wasn't the first and last time that I had that kind of approach to things I was responsible for. They start so young. As you get older, the stakes get a little higher than just like your fourth grade writing assignment um, and more like medical tests prescribed by your doctor. So like maybe you want to do those things. Yeah. Maybe. So I've really had to find little tips and tricks to kind of like trick myself into doing things. At the end of the day, it's not that like you felt bad after you finished the thing you were supposed to do. It's just the dread of it. I'm just sapped of all my will and energy. It's gone. It's out the window. She's in a jet plane. Anyway. The first method, the Pomodoro method. I know you're like, this is so unoriginal. Just kidding. Maybe you haven't heard of it, but I will say that this is the beloved topic of wannabe productivity gurus everywhere. Your girl included. He likes to think she's productive, but really she's probably manic and like hoarding scraps of paper. Yeah, I don't know who that's helping. Certainly not the planet. If you haven't heard of this method, you basically set a timer for 20 minutes and you make a deal with yourself and you're like, hey you, we are going to focus for 20 minutes on this one thing. We're not going to like get up and go somewhere. We're not going to like check our texts. We're not going to watch a quick YouTube video that's actually 45 minutes long. Like none of that. We're going to sit and focus on the task at hand for 20 minutes. Hopefully you finish it by the end of the 20 minutes but if you don't finish it it's okay and the point being is that like all you really need to do to break out of a rut is to just get started what's that quote a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and this timer technique is your single step it's supposed to have like originated from this like productivity author who was like experimenting with ways to kind of like break out of a rut i think and he used a tomato timer so hence the process was born I will say that it's really helpful if you have the right level of motivation. There's a lot of videos out there promoting this technique and I'm all for it, but let hear me out. I know procrastinators number one tool is the excuse, but I have one and I, I need to use it today. This is not a get out of jail free card. It is my chronic pain. This week I've had such bad back pain. Um, it's, I like normally complain, like kind of like jokingly, I'm like ready to cry about my back pain. <laughs> or maybe I'm crying because I thought I recorded like 30 minutes worth of things, but I didn't. Anyway, I'll get over it. This will be better. But yeah, normally I've kind of like joked about my back pain. I think I just like put too much of it out into the universe um, because she's really killing me. She's strumming my pain with her fingers. She's singing my life with her words and killing me softly. 
I've had such bad back pain this week. It stems from my neck, like all the way into my brain. And it just feels like it's trying to like control my mind. And I am over here fighting the good fight, doing myself no favors and spending all my free time laying down on a foam roller and watching YouTube. I mean, like, can you blame me? Can you blame me? The pain is so bad. I'm so drained from like this daily battle that sometimes the Pomodoro method is like really not enough to coax me off the carpet. And then you'll ask, then what? What do we do? Well, this is where we bring in rewards. Yes. the rewards program of your life. I'll forewarn you that this method could probably backfire. If you over reward yourself, it might make the rewards meaningless. The point I was trying to get to is that no matter what, I think somewhere deep down inside, we're all wired to think, what's in it for me? You need to stop with this deflection. And is that like your reptilian brain? Is that what they call that? But this is the reward. That's what's in it for you, the reward. Nobody tells you like as soon as you're responsible for yourself, that means that you're your own trainer and your own motivator. You have to be the one to reinforce good habits because clearly negative reinforcement is not happening. And like, isn't that like not supposed to be as effective anyway? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But let me tell you about my little daily routine. As I have spewed out countless times, I have a very unhealthy relationship with work. I know I shouldn't be like so peppy about it, but like, what else am I going to do? I'm working on myself, okay? But anyway, I really try to end my days at a reasonable hour and on a good note. I turn on a very wholesome and cute YouTube video, and then I get out my coloring book, and I get out this little box of sugar fina gummies that I have on my desk. Not endorsed by them or what's that? This is not an ad, I wish, but I do love sugar fina gummies. Peach Bellini gummies. They're like little heart-shaped peaches covered in sugar. And every day I just watch like all these cute babies on YouTube and I eat exactly five gummies for having made it through another workday. I don't know what I'm really rewarding myself for, but I am rewarding myself here. I think this is how you're fueling your bad attitude. And then I spend some time to just turn my mind off. But you ask, what happens if we're all reward and no results, even with the Pomodoro? That is a great question. I just realized I don't know what I'm really motivating myself to do except to watch more YouTube, which I may have expressed is not my end goal earlier in this episode. And that's where the mental game comes in. You gotta focus on building your mental toughosity. And yes, this is an official scientific medical term coined by the iconic London Tipton. Was this in the American Scientific Journal of Disney Channel shows? But it just means you gotta put your mind over matter, like any matter that's in your way. And this is the part where you groan and you say, Again, here she comes with the mom advice. You know what? Moms know a lot more than you think, but like, don't tell my mom I said that in your mental game. It's a difficult one, I think, because like most of the time when I'm flirting with procrastination, I also need to step in and like chalk up my mind and willpower. You can do this. Be strong. I just feel like every day I'm in a box. 
boxing ring with three versions of myself. In this corner, we have procrastination. She is weighing in at 200 pounds. She is thus far undefeated. 200 pounds. And in the other corner of the ring, we have your willpower. But wait. I thought she left on a jet plane. A rookie in the ring tonight in Las Vegas. Like, I don't know if we're in Las Vegas, but like in my mind, I guess we are. Like that seems to be where all the big fights happen. That explains the jet plane, I guess. You have to be like the trainer in the ring. Let's say you don't have the time or energy to be like all three players in the ring and that third player is the coach. What do you do? You meet in the middle. You can also set time to do all the things that you hate just one time a day on your calendar. And I personally have this theory that I think that's actually what people are doing on a large scale with their nine to five jobs. You can use the calendar and, you know, I'm that crazy calendar lady and nobody gets me, but one day you'll understand. The calendar is your friend. Say it with me. The calendar is your friend. You can save like a one hour block on your calendar or maybe you don't even need that much time and say like, okay, this is the one chunk of time I have to get all this slop done and I need to get it done in this window and then I can sit and be a potato. And you could say it's basically like the remix of all the tips above. You see what I did there? No? Did you stop listening? Oh, cool. I personally like this method because it kind of gives you a time frame, like a goal. This is an easy way to say like, okay, I know I'm going to get this done and I'm going to get it done today. It's not going to haunt me every other day of the week because I'm going to stay focused and then my reward will be to lay on the floor and watch more YouTube. Because we all want the same things. After years of manic planning, that's what I've got for you today. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. As always, this was a fun little party of one, but it could be way more than that if you just drop me a line at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We want to hear from you. It's so simple. You just click the link, you leave us a few stars, like maybe five. Five of them is a good number. And like, tell us what you think. If you have ideas or what you want to hear about or how this makes you feel. People love to talk about their feelings, right? No, no. No, yeah, I get you. I don't like to either. But here I am. I'm waiting to say hi, okay? So anyway, let's cheers this week to more productive days and accepting that while we love laying on the floor or sometimes feel like we have no choice except to lay on the floor, there are tiny and not so tiny ways that you can negotiate with yourself to get closer to your plans for your future. In other words, more laying on the floor watching YouTube. Clink. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.